When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. How many days are you gonna wait before you tired and knocked down? How many days is it gonna take to Everybody and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up Podcast. We're here today, of course, to discuss before the 90 Day Season Six, Episode 16, aka the finale. But as it is with 90 Day Fiance, we're gonna have a couple tell-all episodes right after. But this is the series, the episode finale of the uh, season. I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Pia Zambakili, ready to break things down one more, uh, one more. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ready to break things down once more is what I was trying to say, uh, but I'm too excited to say the name of my guest here who gets to be here for a big episode for uh, the lovely uh, Nicola, of course. It is Jason Reed. Jason, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I put I have my my pillow here that I usually have when I podcast with you to kind of represent you. But of course, when we meet in person, you can decide which side of the podcast you want. <laughs> but, you know, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm very happy that I get first pickings on uh, which side of the, the <laughs> I was about to say the bed, which oh, is exactly no, no, what no, I, I didn't say that. You said that. I, I said podcast. You said bed. That's okay. It's fine. Well, I'll, listen, for now, I, I like the side of the podcast I'm on, but when I get there, <laughs> yeah. I'll make my decision. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all. It's all good. I got your pillow yeah. here. You know, <laughs> Jason, I'm so glad to be here to talk to you about this finale because when this season started, that first mm-hmm. episode, I was molding for absolutely no reason. I was just frustrated. I was like, why do we have returnees on this season? I don't need returnees. And you said, we need Gino and Jasmine on this season. They need to be here. And ever since, and this has been documented on the podcast many a time, I have been very vocal in saying, 
listen, that Jason, sometimes he stands the weirdest people, but he wasn't wrong about this take. And then here we are on the finale of Gino and Jasmine, which did not disappoint for me. Yeah, listen, sometimes my takes are accurate. It doesn't happen often, but when it happens, I really come through. Um, <laughs> listen, the whole season, Gino and Jasmine have been giving. Even when some of our other couples are in lulls, Gino and Jasmine almost never fail. They are such a roller coaster. We even had we even had moments with Gino and Jasmine where they acted like real human people and not cartoon characters. So, I mean, we get so many shades of them this season. It, it was so wonderful. And, and this episode was so fun. With just the the ridiculous the, the sobs of Jasmine, I know I'm not supposed to be happy that she's sobbing, but just just the wailing that she presents is just in and of itself a, a comic genius. That Jasmine, it's they are literally the embodiment of never let them guess your next move because mm-hmm. just when things look good, they go sour. When things go sour, they go more sour, and then. They suddenly get fixed again when you think it's all done. I never know what to expect from them, which has made me appreciate them. Whereas in seasons past, I feel like it's been a lot of the samey samey. So I don't know if I should credit them for their mess or the editing team for editing it differently this time around. But they delivered this season. They absolutely did. Yeah, I feel like they were uh, less toxic than we've seen them before. Like, you know, there's that moment in seasons past where like Jasmine almost like physically fought Gina, which was not great. But this was just unadulterated mess for the most of it just just nice and toxic not not overly toxic but at the right level of toxic i mean and we got in this episode we got the gino bed debate which is like maybe just what like is, is this a real person talking here like how, how old is this man like the way he talks just like I, I feel like i'm looking at like a five-year-old sometimes but it's i don't know i, I just love that they're on this show and i, I wish i wish them the best I hope they're with us for many, many more seasons. I know, you know, uh, potential spoiler alert. We we do have them in the next upcoming season. I think you, Ask I think and you, you that last episode. Okay. Yeah. So I think like we have them on the regular 90 day OG next season. So I am mm-hmm. so happy and we're, we're going to get new kind of content, right? Because we're going to see Jasmine in America and see what that's like. This is arguably the worst spoiler job that TLC could have done to themselves because <laughs> they literally removed any suspense from this finale of oh my god what's going to happen because they're literally in the commercial for the next season and yeah, yeah I mean they're, they're together they're together at the tell all you know in yeah. person together so I mean that that in and of itself spoils it so I guess they're like ah what's the big deal spoil it a week early but I mean I, I honestly thought we were going to come into this episode and by the end of this episode, we we're going to be like, all right, Jasmine's got her visa. She's on her way. And then that will just lead into the next season. But uh, shockingly, I, she, you know, she got like turned, turned away at the embassy. I, I thought this was going to be like some Jasmine's like pranking Gino or something. But no, this was like she, she didn't get it. I was I was shocked. Yeah, let's uh, take the road, the journey rather to the embassy and everything that went down here with them this episode. So first of all, we learned that Gino has been back from Panama for five months. So we really time jumped half a year. Wow. (laughs) How long ago was this was their storyline shocks? I mean, you got to think they probably already have all their stuff shot for this upcoming season. How long ago was he in Panama? This had to be at least over a year since he was they were filming in Panama. Well, that's the big question, because five months since he's last been there, we're not even counting the amount of time he was there, the amount of time they recorded before he went there. So they have they had a camera crew following them from like a year. It feels like it at this point. So he's been back for five months. But hey, don't worry. Jasmine's interview is today. And 
Now, obviously, the interview is a big deal because like we've discussed on this podcast before, this interview is basically when you get your yes, no, maybe. And if it's a yes, as Gino says in this episode, you can travel the minute it's stamped. Yes. So immediately after the next day, if you want, you can leave. Um, But it is a stressful process. And I'll get into the process when we get to her interview in just a second here. But first, we have to go back to Michigan, Jason, because. Gino and cousin Dana are putting up decorations and they are decking out the entire house in Panama couture. Listen, props, props to cousin Dana, right? Because he, he's been down on this relationship, but he's here. He's supporting. He's helping to put up the Panama flags. He's, he's ready for the, for the good news, uh, good ish news, maybe in his mind, maybe he doesn't want Jackson to come here, but he's ready for whatever may come. He's there to support his boy, Gino. So, so big ups to cousin, cousin, uh, cousin Dana. You know, this is weird because his cousin is Dana and Jasmine's ex was Dane. So like in a, for a minute there, I got, I got caught up. Um, but yeah, cousin Dana's there. He's ready to support, even though eh, he may not be that support. The name haunts him. The name might haunt him in few in the futures to come. Yeah. A cousin, listen, cousin Dana had to do this because he's not trying to get into any any kerfuffles, any arguments when Jasmine does arrive. So he's got to get on her good side. Mm-hmm. I love that he repped the uh, the Panama bucket hat. Part of me was like, shouldn't some of this be America decorations? Because she's also coming here. So that's yeah. but you know, that probably make a little more sense, but you know, no, don't put it past Gino to make any sense. Yeah, we're not, you know, it is what it is. We're not mad at it. It's cool. We move on. Now, they they get everything decorated. We see Jasmine making her way to the embassy. And she's like, you know, in the next 30 minutes, I'm going to know where my life is at. And I thought, there is no world this will take 30 minutes. As someone who's been to the embassy, you're expecting to be there uh, anywhere between an hour and a half to like three, four hours. Like, it can, you are just waiting in a sea of people who are also waiting because they do these interviews in batches, as in, it's like a batch of the applications get called up for that day. And it's not like it's like, all right, we got Puyas and Vikili scheduled at 2.30. Uh, we've got uh, David scheduled for four. That's not how that works. It's just so you are in people. Yeah. And you, get, you get grabbed whenever you get grabbed. You're in this cluster of people. So like when I went to my for my interview, I got to I was tr- first of all, I was trying to find where the entrance was because this is like a big building, but it's uh, it was in downtown Montreal. So it's not like it was a clear. All right. These are the gates to the entryway. No, it was like a side door to this bigger building. And I could tell which door it was because there was a lineup of like 30 people. So and then like, obviously, it's a meticulous lineup because you got to get through. You go through the metal detectors. They go through, you know, they go through all your stuff and then you state your purpose. And then like, all right, you go up to this floor, you go up to that floor, whatever. So that's how I figured it out for her to that's, think that's 30 minutes. First, that's the first part of the test. Yeah, they got to They got to make you work for it. They got to make you go through the maze and figure out where you're supposed to go. If you can figure out what door you're supposed to come into, you're on you're on you're on the right track to get to America. I guess oh, the whole process is so tedious from the minute you file all the way to when you get. Like not even when you get on the plane, because after that, you still have to deal with a roller coaster of like going through customs and have to answer hella questions. So for me, anyone being like, it's just a green car. Yeah. You know how much work it is to get here? Stop it. Anyway. Um, but enough about uh, Riley's uh, friend, Tiffany. Okay. So she goes to the interview. Oh, she goes into the embassy. We get a 90 minutes later and Jasmine is bawling her eyes out. We're talking puddles of tears um and she calls up gino and obviously we talked about this last week but the next time on with 
Gino excited answering the phone and quickly realizing that this is not a time for happiness was I so love funny. Got, I don't think we got both sides of it, right? Like we got both sides of the conversation starting, like her calling, him picking up. I I, I love that little little added bonus that we got both sides of it. I, I will say though, like on on her way to the embassy, like she obviously toned it down in terms of like the makeup and and the hair like she was it was really understated and i was like you know jasmine it wouldn't be awful if you just you know if this was you all the time like it didn't look like if she put her lips on anything that her all her makeup would just come off on whatever she put her lips on. i was like you look very nice she was very understated for this interview all right she was decked out in uh you know then this is pre-barbie i'm pretty sure we can assume full pink uh like what was it like a business suit almost like a power suit yeah yeah power suit that's the word i was looking for so yeah she looked ready for this uh for this interview now the thing is she starts crying and gino's trying to figure out what exactly has happened and we find out that they took her application but they didn't conduct the interview now we don't know what time of day this was there's every bit of chance that they just ran out of time and they had to shut down. They're like, all right, give, give us your application, but you got to go because Gino was not wrong. Did they say no, no, then you're good. Cause what they do is there are, I think there's different sheets that they give you. And I don't, and obviously there's been like multiple years. So part of me, if I don't remember what, what color the sheets were, but there was like a yellow one and a white one and a pink one. And one of them was a rejection. One of them is an approval. And the other one is like the purgatory sheet. So, Given that she didn't get any of these to me, I'm like, you're still pending. Like you're not done, done. I've heard like from watching the show, I've heard so many of these like horror stories where people, you know, go through the process and they're just kind of left in limbo. Like we have got to get a better system of this thing. Like why? Like just to let, just to leave her spinning, not knowing anything is kind of cruel in my eyes. And, and we kind of get that from her in, in, you know, the interview after this, where she's outside crying, like she has no idea what's going on. I feel like there has to be some better way to keep these people informed about what's going on. I, I understand that the volume is high, but I feel like we have to like make the system a little better. Oh, I, and that part, I a hundred percent agree with you as someone who's gone through the process mm-hmm. is that, I knew what to expect because of the hours Liana and I had each independently spent reading up on forums like Visa Journey, where Visa Journey is a website where you basically put up little updates on your application of like filed at this date, received the first letter at this date, received this thing at this date. So people, other couples can look into the timeline and kind of see what they can expect on how long they should be waiting. And then also reading about people's experiences because every embassy is different or consulate, depending on where you're going, uh, where you are scheduled for your interview. So before I went to the interview, I read pages of people who went to the uh, consulate in Montreal and what their experiences were and what they heard, what questions they were asked, because it really is a very, very, very detailed process. But also the responses you get are pretty vague. I got very lucky. The person I talked to was very open with me and told me what is happening. They were like, okay, so at this point in the interview would have given you a yes. However, you have an Iranian passport, which because of the travel ban means you can't come. And I was like, okay, in my head, I'm like, I read about this. We have to file for this other thing in person. And I already have that other thing written out. Liana's written out for me, ready to go. I was like, yeah, so that's why I brought this here to file this. I knew what to do. But the reality is if I hadn't read up on it, if Liana hadn't read up on it, if Liana hadn't gotten the sheet ready for me, we would have been like, oh, uh, okay, what's next? And they're like, yeah, you got to maybe come back and file this other thing. And then we would have been on more delay. So 
Yeah, it, not everybody, not everybody are nerds like you two. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough process. I mean, obviously that's why when Jasmine was like, can we hire an immigration lawyer? I was like, that's not a bad shout because the immigration lawyer will do all the stuff that we did. And we just couldn't help ourselves that we read all the mm-hmm. stuff and we were ready. Um, now, obviously to me, Jasmine did not ask enough questions and just took the vagueness as like, oh my God, it's over. This is crushing. Being in purgatory in the visa journeys, low-key the worst part because she does highlight, I don't know what I'm, what I'm leaving. I don't know what else to do. And that is tough. I literally did not buy any new furniture or any upgrading to my setup for about a year and a half because I knew at any point I'm going to get disapproval most likely and leave and i don't want to get like a brand new desk if i'm not going to move with a brand new desk there's no point to it so it's it's like i sympathize with her but also i'm like i know you could have asked more yeah for sure sure. but she didn't know to ask more Mm -hmm. and and it's and here's the thing about jasmine it's like like i said there there are weeks where you like to laugh at her because she's like this this clownish character and then there are weeks like this where you really feel for her as like a human being and she talks about you know i'd rather have a no than no answer she talks about her life being on hold again she can't do anything she can't go anywhere so i mean in in those moments you really feel for her and and her struggle and i'm sure you know the struggles of of thousands if not millions of more people that are going through the same thing yeah and and like that's the thing is we can completely sympathize with her in one sentence and then laugh our asses off at the next scene yeah. when she's just hysterically yelling get rid of the panamanian flag she was not happy jason <laughs> absolutely not happy to see these flags so First of all, the my favorite part was the minute um, Gino goes to answer the phone, cousin Dana ducks into the fridge like, in I the kitchen. Go. He's like, "Let me get out of your shot. Let me get out of the zone." Because he heard the he heard the blood curling sob as soon as she as soon as Gino picked up the phone. Dana, Dana's like, "Oh, let me get the heck out of here." Yeah, they. So all of this is to say that this is the again the worst cliffhanger they could have done because we know what's going to happen mm-hmm. um but also if we didn't know i would have come into this uh podcast and told y'all that she didn't get a definitive no she didn't get the the rejection sheet they're probably going to call her up and be like all right we're ready for you this day and then she'll go back and obviously we now know that everything's going to be fine and they're okay yeah i guess i was just a little surprised that they left it like this knowing that we know what's happening, but maybe it was an issue with like, you know, they were there to film that. Maybe they're not coming back to film anything. So well, like, oh, this is where we can leave it. Well, the other factor is that the reality is there are a lot of couples that were on purgatory during the pandemic because nothing could go through. So they didn't get rejected. They just got waitlisted and more people applied obviously since then as well. So I know that there's an influx. There's way more applications than, than before. So I'm assuming that could have played a factor in it again, depending on the country and the region you're in. Um, it could be faster or slower depending on how many cases. So congratulations to them because it looks like despite all of the heartache that uh, Jasmine was going through and all the terror in Gino's face, they're fine. Everything's fine. We can now move on to our next couple. Next couple being, of course, Christian and Cleo. And this is the finale. So naturally, every couple is in the departure phase where the, the person's either leaving today, tomorrow, the next day. We're in the departure phase. And Christian's getting ready to leave. And my favorite thing, Jason, 
Cleo's like, can I keep this hoodie? Can I keep this here? And he's like, oh, that's actually my favorite hoodie. It's like, oh, I wish I could, but that's actually my favorite. And then he realized there's a camera taping him. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you can have it. I'll, I'll get it back when I come back. <laughs> uh, I don't think, I don't think Christian's ever planning on coming back. Yeah, it's uh, he basically leaves it with a, I'll lend it to you. You can borrow it for now, and then I'll get it later. Um, fun story: the first time Liana and I met, she ended up taking my one of my hoodies. It was like the first hoodie I'd ever bought since moving to Canada. So it has like some sentimental value. Let me tell you, I, I hesitated nada. The idea that Liana wanted my hoodie meant the world to me. I was like, please take it. You want more? You want more? She's like, I don't have room for one. I was like, all right, all right you can have it. That Liana, um, she's, she's a smart one. She's like, you want this back? You gotta come get it. Yeah, but, but also, you know, bless her heart. She is incredible. But Liana got a lot of pen stains on this hoodie because she wore it to work quite a bit. And then uh, the stains are still the pens, the blue marks are still on it. So thank you, Liana. But also, was that, was that your first fight when you got when you got here to no. America? Like, let me see my first hoodie. Like, you got a bunch of pen stains on it. Listen, not to be too cheesy, but like the idea that she wore it so much that she got like pen marks on it even meant more a little yeah, bit. She got um, so smoopy. I know. Well, I am. She would probably laugh at me for saying it like this, but it's fine. <laughs> It is fine. It is fine. I, I, I recognize who I am and what I am, and I'm not, and I'm not upset about it. You know, hey, it's one of the reasons we love you. Puya. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and you can sometimes be on this side of the podcast, Jason. I've decided. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so in the midst of all this, I had forgotten that Cleo had gotten like they had been in an Airbnb because Cleo's also packing to leave. And I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, I forgot this was an Airbnb. I thought this was the apartment. Um, it's very clear that Cleo is nervous about Christian leaving. And honestly, rightfully so, because Cleo's clearly nervous that the lows are going to override the high, that the, the high moments in the relationship and that there's going to be like the negatives are going to end up causing Christian to leave, which I feel like we have felt like Christian's been jumpy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Christian does um, oversell, not oversell, but tries to convince her really heavily that like the negatives do not override the positives for me. We've had way more positives, way more highs, and they are better than any silly lows we have had. Do not worry. It's all good. Yeah. I'll give Christian this, right? He says a lot of the right things here to Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of soothe her to, to kind of put her on a better footing mentally about their relationship. So I do like that, even though he's like, yeah, you know, but but we still have to work some on oh, some of these negative things that have happened. I'm like, the negative things all come from you, though. Like he's like all the negative things, like you know, like you nagging me about talking to random women at bars. Like we have to really work through that. Like that's really a flaw that you have that I can't talk to random women at the bar. And then I like I, I just love that Christian. Like it's a necessity for him to be a creeper to these women. It's who he is. Should he apologize for being who he is? Should he be forced to change who he is, Jason? Yes. You just have to accept me for me. I like to creep on random women at bars. Like, that's just who I am. I'm just an extrovert. I'm just yeah. an extrovert. This is extrovert. Just I'm an extrovert only, only towards women, though. <laughs> I'm only an extrovert to women. That's a special oh my God. designation. In the tell-all preview, I there looks like Christian's going to get Oh, he's getting roasted. I'm so excited. He's going to get roasted by all their, even Riley, who has no room to speak, is going to roast Christian. That's that's the 
thing that I love about these tell-alls that these people, they all take turns bashing each other as if any of them have any room to speak about people doing the right things. It, it's one of the things that bring me so much joy at these tell-alls uh, is just to witness that happen. It's it really is like a roast where everyone yeah. gets their chance to like roast each other. But the difference is, is that if I'm one of these couples and I'm watching the season. So, for example, if uh, I'm like in Christian shoes and I watch I'm watching the season as it's airing, I'm like, damn, that Riley is a mess. Like, what an awful person. And then Riley's stepping up to me at the tell all. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you know how bad I have had to have been for Riley to be able to get in a word. <laughs> you really, like, really make you take a look in the mirror. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So. They, you know, they do end up kissing goodbye. Uh, Christian has a very bad 20s impression, 20s like uh, uh, impression, which he uh, a Humphrey Bogart from Casablanca impression. Such, what a timely reference that we will all understand and get this guy. I, I think Christian honestly thinks that someone's going to watch him on Night A Fiance and like offer him like some kind of movie contract. Like, oh, my God, Christian, you're so funny. We need to sign you to this like this acting contract you can be in so many comedy movies i think he really he really thinks he is that guy he really thinks he's that fun yeah which uh he's not but you know we allow him let him yeah. let him have the delusion until they they again uh, skewer him at the uh <laughs> the tell-all that's coming so we're fine uh but that's really all we got from them i we didn't see anything else uh is yeah. there anything else left for you to speak on them well i just think i think cleo i i think at one point she talks about like, you know, it's hard for people to accept me being trans and autistic. And so it feels like she really wants to hold on to this because she found someone that will accept her for all this, even though mm -hmm. Christian is a scumbag. So I'm like, Cleo, no, you are way better than this. I think someone's going to be out there for Cleo. I don't think she needs to accept this low rate garbage. Even if you have to be single until you find that person, don't take the lowest common denominator just to just to say that you were in a relationship. Yeah, I and, and that's the thing with uh, Christian. I'm going to reserve judgment to really see what he says at the tell all find out. Are they still together? And all of these things I think is important before I have my final final say on everything. However, um, it was pretty heartbreaking to see the way Cleo is holding on to this relationship because of the acceptance she feels. And it's not an acceptance she feels all the time, which really shouldn't be the case. So I did, that did make me sad to see. And again, Christian, you better be a right one. Okay. You better, I don't We've know. Seen he's not, he's not. I think I can definitively say that Christian is not <laughs> right for her. I think, do we want to do, do we want to do like a prediction for these couples that are in the, up in the air? I think Gino and Jasmine are, we are pretty set that they are. They're on the next season. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, so but when we get to this tell all, what will be the status of Christian and Cleo? I would say probably broken up. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good call. Yeah, I, I think that Christian will get back to the States and he will slowly uh, kind of break this thing off, I think. OK, so if they if they are still together. Will you record an apology for me to play on the next podcast? I mean, but you're also betting that they're, that they're not together. It's not like we're on two opposite sides of this. Yeah, but uh, you know, I I get to speak my piece. You if don't. They're, if they're together, you want me to record an apology to to who? To Christian and to Christian? 
Uh, no, on, gee, yeah, sure. I don't know. Or to the to the to the listeners, like, who do you want me to record this apology to? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we'll, 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 I will do something if they are still together. I we will work it out. Okay, we'll see. We'll figure it out then. If you, if you right. want me to apologize to whoever, so bad, I will do that. All right. Well, I'll I'll see if I throw a request out. We'll see for okay, now. We'll see. Okay. All right. So 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 if, so. If 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 I get it wrong. You, I have to get you a cameo from Christian because I'm sure uh, I am 100 um, sure. Please do not waste your money. <laughs> please, actually, we can check that, but please Let's do not do it, that. Yeah. Save your save your monies for you know your own uh, personal cameo from Nicola when the time comes. Uh, but for now, let's see. 90 Day Fiance Christian mm-hmm. is his name all good? Uh, I, yep, I he is absolutely that. on yeah. cameo. I think yeah, it is loading for me. It has to be. I, I think that's a that's a given. That's a no brainer. Okay, Christian is on cameo. How much do you think it costs to get a video from Christian? Oh, man, um, you know, I think he probably came into cameo going the high route. I think he came into this going seventy five because he thought that he would be so popular that there would be a lot of requests. But I think when that didn't happen. I think he lowered his price. I'm going to go $20. Okay. Astounding that you started 75 and then went to 20 uh-huh. because you are right on the second part. He is on $20. Boom. Gotcha. Yes. There we go. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he came into this thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be such a hit on this show. People are going to be requesting me nonstop. I'm going to make it 75. And then when he didn't get any, he probably slowly lowered it until now it's at 20. I think probably after the tell all, it'll be down at like $5 or something. But yeah, I think that's probably the way that went. Yeah. He's got two cameos by the looks of it. One at 16 seconds, one at five minutes. So five minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not going to check them on pod, but I think Lord. one of them has to be their intro. One of like, hi, my name's Christian. I was on this show. If you want to book a cameo, let me know. I just don't know which one it is. Yeah, but for five minutes? Oh <laughs> is God, the five what? minutes him bigging himself up and getting you to get a cameo and the other one is that? But who knows? Is, is that him like explaining himself for all the like terrible stuff he's done? done maybe. Maybe things? he's trying to get ahead of the head of the curve. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll check that. You'll have to report back next next pod. Well, that's if I remember to go back and look at his cameo. So we'll see. Uh, but for now, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Statler and Dempsey. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. All right. Statler and Dempsey O'Clock, folks. Um, Boy, this was, a ro- this was a roller coaster right here. Yeah. Who would have thought, who would have thought that we were going to be in a universe after last week's, you know, basic ultimatum of, do you want kids? No, then we're done. Who would have thought we'd land here this week? You know, like, I think throughout this whole season, we looked at Dempsey as like, the sane one in the relationship, right? Like she is the normal person that has to deal with the antics of Statler. After this episode, I think they're both kind of cuckoo magoo because in this, within this episode, we, we seesaw back and forth 
the ridiculousness and the and the nonsense. So I think Statler, I think Dempsey might be just as bad as Statler at this point. Yeah. Um wow. So here's what happens. So obviously Statler and Dempsey, they were having that that Scottish breakfast. And Statler and Dempsey start talking about having kids. Dempsey would like to have kids, would like to be a mother at some point. And Statler basically said everything to then conclude with no i do not want to have kids i do not see a world where i want to have kids and for dempsey that's a deal breaker so dempsey you know leaves goes upstairs starts packing and we get to see the fallout from that now where statler is trying to get a conversation going why did you leave what's going on and dempsey rightfully says you said you never want to have kids when you didn't say that before. So that's a break for me. I'm done. And Statler tells us, why are you upset? Why do you think she's upset, Statler? Uh, so, okay. Okay. I think Dempsey has every right to be upset because she feels misled by Statler. But for to, to storm off like that and just start packing your bags. Uh, and, and we'll find out later that she should have been packing anyway because this is like <laughs> they were getting ready to leave like an hour or so. Um, but but I think it was a weird way to handle it. Just like to stomp off and to refuse speaking that way. I thought that was a weird way to handle it. I thought Statler also kind of tried to explain it in a way. She's like, well, technically you didn't say you w- definitely wanted kids when we were talking. So I feel like we both said kind of the same thing. So I'm not really sure who to be more mad at here. I feel like that's the thing is that for me, Dempsey clearly has the impression that they had not shut the door on having children and Dempsey had the sorry, Statler had been more open to the idea. And then suddenly from where she's standing is switching up and saying, no, 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 I do not. I absolutely do not want to have kids. Oh, you Whereas, know, Statler is definitely more at fault here. Cause I forgot the fact that Statler said, well, if you want kids, then this, that we're not doing this, then, then this is not, you're not the person. She for literally me. said that she, yes. she set the ultimatum out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I forgot that. I definitely remember it now. So it, Dempsey has a right to be mad. I just didn't know if stopping away and packing your bags was the, was the for sure thing to do in that moment. Yeah, I okay. So then, um, ultimately, I don't know exactly where to document where the shift happens, but they, they pass the, they they pass the upset stick around, right? Because like Styler then gets upset because Dempsey's upset and goes and locks herself in the bathroom. Dempsey yeah. then goes to open the door to talk to her, and Statler kicks her out. Is like crying, and then when Statler comes out, apologies are made. And they agree to continue the relationship because Dempsey wants to continue the relationship and doesn't want it to end. Then we skip a scene. We go to tomorrow. We go to the next scene and Statler is going to be leaving tomorrow. And Statler offers to come back after a week jokingly and says, ha, ha, hmm, how about, uh, how about I come back next week? Ha ha JK. And Dempsey's like, yeah, you should. So yeah. like, no, you said you wanted distance. No, no, no. That's not the move. And you know, in Statler's head, she's like, yeah, please, please say you're not kidding. Please say you're not kidding. And then Dempsey says, yeah, you could come move in with me if you want. But did it almost feel like Dempsey called Statler's bluff? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't think you would actually accept that. And she, it made her like, I think it even made Statler take a step back and be like, wait a minute, do I really want this? Yeah, th- that's the question. I was like, do I really want this? And to that, I say, Apparently you do because they are now out of nowhere confirmed to be planning 
a future together and a future where Staller doesn't have to worry about a lease back home. She's going to be moving in here. And Dempsey has a line, I believe, where she says, we bring out the best in each other. Y'all have been together like three days. How is this? How? Since when? Right? From the, the Straight from our podfather's mouth. Since when? Like, yeah. How? Show me an example. I would like to see it. That's all I'm asking. I would like to see the, the receipts here, please. And thank you. Um, then it's the last morning together and they're, they're, they're being schmoopy. They're, you know, in love clearly, but how did we get here? Cause I right. still don't know. And we watched the episode. We're here talking about a post episode. Yeah. There's no, there's no uh, coherent sequence that we can really connect because no. things just, things just seem to flip on a dime where it's like, I'm mad. No, I'm mad. Oh, neither of us are mad anymore. Makeup apologize. We're all good. Next day. Oh, you say you want to move in? Go right ahead. Come on, move it. And now we get to the next morning. And now Dempsey, just throw another flip of the dime, is like, hmm, actually, I'm feeling kind of pressured. No, you, know, you think? <laughs> Do you think? It's weird. It is very weird. So now we're going to see, you know, where they are in the tell-all. Uh, is this one that we think is like unsure or no? Because there, yeah, there isn't is any bit of world where I think it's up in the air for sure. Yeah, because Statler leaves and then Dempsey could be like, oh, is this too soon? Talks to dad. Dad's like, what have you done? No, you have to reverse it. You for must sure. reverse it. And I think so. that's exactly what happened. I think without Statler being in her face and constantly love bombing her in person, I think Dempsey might <laughs> come to her senses and be like, mm, Maybe we should slow down a bit because as we saw in this episode, she can quickly turn and change her mind about things very, very fast. So I, I think without Statler in person there to, to kind of like, you know, convince her otherwise, she'll she'll think with a clear head and be like, let's slow down a little bit. And I think slowing down a little bit will eventually turn into like, yeah, I don't think we should do this anymore. Like, we're just going to hang it up. Exactly. And I feel like that's where we're about to head as well. But hey, we'll see. We'll see what the tell all entails. For all we know, we might be wrong. Could be. So. I mean, they are they are not they are not uh, in the same space in the tell all. But I think we've seen before that the American person will fly back just for the tell all if they like are based in another country now. Um, so who knows? We'll find out soon enough. All right. So now let's talk about our next couple here. And that is Riley and Violet, who the immaculate conception conception is what I like to world. Yeah. So so first of all, Riley, we see a scene of Riley. He's back in the States. He's been back for a couple weeks now. And he says that after he had left, uh, Violet sent some nasty texts and essentially broke up with him. And we see some screenshots where the text said something along the lines of block me. I'm done. Like, I don't think you're for me. But then a few days later, she messages him again, and he now has mixed signals. She messages that she misses him, she loves him, she wants to marry, she wants to get married, and he feels unsure about what to do. And then we get a Chiron that says a couple weeks later, Riley received some news from Violet. Violet is pregnant, and he's the father. I really, I really wish they had not spoiled this last week in the previews. Because I really think this would have been like a gobsmacked moment for all of us sitting at home. Like, wait, what? But yeah, but we were all waiting for this. We, we were waiting for the explanation. I remember like last week looking at the preview, like, oh, my, like, what? Like, how did this happen? Like, because as far as we knew, 
they had never had sex uh, on that trip to to Vietnam. Like they had never, they had barely even kissed. So like mm-hmm. I was, I was waiting with bated breath this whole week. Be like, how are Riley and Violet pregnant? I have to find out. Like obviously, we, there were some shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Uh, but, and then the story gets even even wilder than I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just I couldn't believe what I was hearing, but then it got more outrageous because he then is at Tiffany's house and he's explaining to Tiffany, his friend, what went down. We came into this really weird, right? Like we came yeah. in like mid he, like he had just told her and she's like, wait a minute, am I going to be an auntie? I was like, wait a minute. What? Like, why are we coming in mid conversation? here? Why did we miss that? I'm curious what how he said it that they didn't put it in the edit because it really made no <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, it's not like a, you know, even like an as far as a, oh, it's fun production. I don't know how this was the right move anyway. But Tiffany, he explains to Tiffany that, yeah, you know, the night before I left, she came to my hotel. I was in my hotel. Like, I didn't expect to see her. And then we got intimate. And then she asked, well, did you use anything like a.k.a. did you? use a condom did use protection he says no and then he says that because of the medication i'm on my doctor told me that there's less than one percent chance that i could um impregnate somebody i don't know much about medicine i don't claim to know much about medicine but a less than one percent chance is what he's claiming and then obviously now he that's causing him to be paranoid about whether or not she's lying about this I mean, I think there are definitely some medications out there that will affect your sperm count in a negative way, right? So I, I, I believe him in that in in that facet, and like, <laughs> I just like he was like, basically he said that she came and seduced him. Like, is is the way that he really introduced this? He's like, you know, she came to my hotel room and hands went 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 different places, and you know, and then and then what happened happened. So I was like, all right, Riley, like pretend like you didn't, you know, have some part in this, but whatever. But I do believe that I believe him about the medicine thing. So I'm just, I am, I am just, I have no idea what's happening. I, I, I don't want to cast aspersions, but I just, I feel like Violet is like, it's not all the way in the right here. So that's the big thing is I have no idea. And I would like for us to get to the place where we can we can see aka next week see what is happening with and it was it was weird we got no violet right we got no not until the no, tell all yeah we got no violet side of the story in this episode yeah but no and i'm very curious to see now where we go because in the in the tell all it looks like they're asking violet like is he the father or you know is this a thing that has happened so there's a lot of doubt casted into the idea that she is pregnant so i'm very curious to see what what the conversation is and where we go because even in the small scenes we do see violet's face she's like in tears so i don't know what to expect about what's to come yeah i'm just and then you know there was the whole thing about like he he was willing to uh you know get her a doctor get her a paternity test and she refused it so it's like it, it brings up so many questions and i'm i'm so eager to figure out what the heck is going on were you ever pregnant like what what is up i and no matter what listen in, in five to nine months <laughs> you know we'll figure it out <laughs> when we see that baby i think we'll figure it out yeah we'll see <laughs> we shall see um again more at least at the very least i'm very happy that this is kind of left a little bit open and ambiguous for the tell-all because i truly don't know 
what to expect. Yeah. So that that does give me good excitement there. Um, then we can move on to Amanda and Rosvon, who had a very schmoopy episode that I didn't <sighs> care about. Poor Rosvon, he fell for it. He he fell for the okie doke. He 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 relented. <laughs> yeah, but let's 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 go through them and, and figure out what in the heck's going on here. Okay, so you know, straight out of the Statler playbook i feel like amanda has opened up the episode by love bombing rosvon a little bit with a whole like love package that included a card a heart pillow and a blanket to cuddle up with while she's gone she printed some pictures of them for him to put around his apartment and again very sweet gesture but the switch up to me is interesting because i feel like up until rosvon really said and got in his feelings and said I can't do this and kind of gave her the cold shoulder. She was not really giving him anything. I think the reality has set on her that the, the Rosvon distraction slash relationship slash connection is not unconditional. He will leave if he feels like he's not getting the similar energy that he's putting into it. And that's switched up. Now, obviously this is speculative, so I don't want to speculate on the relationship. Um, even though it is my job to do so here on this podcast. But what I mean by that is for all I know, the season started and I said, she's not ready. She's not processed where she's at. She's not processed the relationship. She clearly feels uncomfortable from minute one. Now there's been enough time. She may have processed and realized I want to be with you. And that's fine with me. I don't mind that at all. However, when she wrote the card to him that they had a dinner later, Jason, she calls him her soulmate, and I don't know if that's like a thing. <laughs> She's she switched up so fast. Yeah, I, I think the thing about Amanda, I think she might be like used to toxicity in her relationships, and I think she thrives on that. And when it got toxic with Rosvon, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not playing anymore." Like, I think we're probably done. She's like, "Oh, wait, no, you took that like." You took that seriously? I was just being like a jerk because that's like kind of how I am in relationships. Like, I'm so sorry. Let me let me make it up to you. And she like starts love bombing him to get him back. So I think I think that's part of what's going on with her. And I think I think for some reason, like, you know, for whatever reason, Amanda is does not want to be single. I think she's she's like really wants to be in a relationship because, you know, as we know, she moved on like pretty fast after her husband died to, to Rosvon. And if you believe some, uh, you know, internet streets, there was uh, some overlap um, between uh, Jason and Rosvon. Um, so, I mean, there's that. I, I just think she so desperately wants to stay in a relationship that she she's doing all this stuff. I don't think she's ready to be alone. And I feel yeah. like she realized that this, like, we might, I might be alone or like, you know, Rosvon might not stick around and potentially I got to like up the ante. I don't know. Yeah, she, I says, don't know. she says a line here, like when she's in like her confessional, she's like, I was so scared. I thought I was going to leave here single. I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing to say in that way that you thought you're going to leave here single. And that's like a worry of yours that not not it's not about Rosvon. It's about am I going to be a single person and how terrified that makes her. So that's, yeah. that's weird. Well, it's worked because Ros, this is the energy Rosman has wanted. And clearly, and I, and I mean this, clearly this is how she was with him 
through messages before she arrived. Yeah. The the very loving, saying all the right things and like being there for him, showing affection. She's not really been showing him that side of her this entire trip, which is why I'm like, maybe she's, you know, processed and finally opened up to the idea of, yeah, no, 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 I want to be with him and and realize that. Um, I just I I had umbrage with the word soulmate. I was like, I feel like that is very yes, quick of you to switch up like lot. that. It's yeah. Like, you went from like, no, 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 we're done to you're my soulmate. Ah, no, no, come on. Okay. Uh, um, so then they, you know, they they go home, they have a very romantic night. First of all, at dinner, she says, Are you gonna miss my hugs? And he's like, Yeah. Are you gonna miss my kisses? Yeah. Uh, are you gonna miss the other things I do to you? And he's like, Yeah. And then he's like, Are you gonna miss Billy? And I thought, yeah. hey, Booyah. I was like, Billy, I've never, I've never seen a Billy. Do you want to like can you explain to me who this Billy is? Like, I I, I I've been watching the whole season. And I've never seen a Billy. Can you explain to me well, who or, or 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 what Billy is? So you can't really see Billy uh-huh. because is Billy, is Billy in the room with us right now? Billy is in in the bedroom with them. Uh, Billy, you know, so, you know, some context, some 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 lessons here. Sometimes people will name their body parts, and oh. Billy is so like the, a pinky toe. Billy's the a pinky aforementioned. Toe remember a couple uh, months ago when. Ross Vaughn had the most out of pocket line by saying that, you know, sometimes a sword has to get bloody or whatever it was. Yeah, I was so Billy's confused about sword. that too. I'd never, I'd never seen Ross oh. with the sword. Were you talking about when they were at like the castle place? Like, yeah, I was you definitely didn't too. know. You, you definitely oh. didn't get that, you filthy filth monster. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I believe you wholeheartedly. Uh, well, yeah, I am pure. I don't understand these, these uh, mm. innuendos that you all are talking about on the show. I just, you know, I, I I want you to explain it to me like like I'm five. But no, uh, listen, much is much in the vein of this whole season of not even this show, but of like the other of, of nine day proper it, among its whole franchise goes way to TMI uh, in this day and age where it's like we did not need that at all. Gotcha. OK, well, I agree. So now uh He's leaving. She's leaving. And then he says, well, uh, she tells him next time you leave, you see me, you'll be meeting the kids, too, because they ended up at dinner deciding that the best time for him to visit would be Thanksgiving so that he can also meet her family. Um, I wish I knew what timeline they're on, like what what time of the year it is, because obviously, like, for example, um, on the other way with Julio and Kirsten, they were at a Halloween party. So it's like, okay, that is a good mark. Christian and Cleo we're at Thanksgiving this season. They did the Thanksgiving in the in England. So where are they on the timeline? How soon is Thanksgiving where they're at? Yeah, I mean, but I don't think any of these uh, couples are shot at the same time. So they could be anywhere. They could That's be what I'm March. saying. They could, yeah. they could be anywhere at this point. Um, but so does, does Rosman already have the visa approved? He just has to he be does. like, all right, put it, put it in, put it in. Right. I'm going to, does he get to choose when he can activate it? Yeah, I feel like. Um, if we remember it correctly, he got his visa approved when Amanda was in town because he surprised her with it and all. He he sprung the news on her, but like, but with like a spousal visa, you have the ninety days, like when they you have the ninety day. No, 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 no. So with the spousal visa or with the K one visa, you have six months to travel to the U S. Upon landing in the U S., your ninety day timeline begins. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that's how it'll play out there. But obviously, I'm pretty and uh, God, I'm pretty sure this is the case. If you arrive with like less than 90 days on the visa thing, your your timeline is shorter. 
for like yeah. getting married. If I remember I, again, it's a little muddy, but I have to assume that this visa is not just a come in whenever, like it has an expiration yeah. slapped on it. So I just don't know what the visit visa situation looks like. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's going to happen. We'll see how that goes for them. Um, there is a moment in the tell all where Razvan is talking smack to Christian. So I'm very excited for that. I think Razvan's going to get a lot of sympathy from the, from the oh, cast. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm think a man is going to get crap. Yeah. I think a man mm. is going to get a lot of crap. I think Razvan, everyone's going to feel sorry for Razvan, which I think, I think part of, I think, I think Razvan has played this very like expertly throughout the season. Like not to say that he has ulterior motives, but I, I think he knew how to work this. I think, I think he worked it very well. Um, I mean, this is, a, this is another couple where I'm just like, you know, up in the air. I, I, ha- I have a feeling of where I want to go with this, but I think I would be interested to see that Razvan come to America and see mm-hmm. what that looks like with Amanda's family. Um, but I, do do you think we'll see those scenes, or will they not make it a Thanksgiving? Mm, no, I don't know. Obviously, with a tell-all, we never know exactly when it's being. I'm sure this is something. If I go deep dive on Reddit, I'll know when they recorded the tell-all. But um, I feel like we're not going to see any extra scenes from them and Thanksgiving. If that has happened already, we'll get the retelling of what has gone on. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to see. If I can find out when this was recorded, so we're not—we're probably not going to see them on another iteration of Ninety Days uh, at some point. Probably not. Yeah, I—I kind of hope not. I don't—I—I I didn't really uh, vibe with Amanda, so I, I wouldn't mind not seeing her on my screen ever again. Yeah, I mean they're—they're they're not like entirely a very fun. Like their their storyline hasn't been like fun. It was. Yeah, it's first of all, off real sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then. It got sad for Rosvon, and then it got sad for Amanda, and then they kind of like again schmoopied it up at the end. So no offense to them, I really hope the relationship is both real and uh, strong. But 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 they were not compelling TV for me. <laughs> no, not at all. They they can they can stay where they're at and never come on my TV screen again. I'm fine. Exactly. I uh, that is how I feel as well. <laughs> Um, okay, so shall we go over to the final couple here? Yes, of course. My my favorites. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you set it up for us then, Jason? Misha and Nicola. Uh, my my favorites according to Puya. But listen, this episode started out with Nicola being kind of smooth, right? Like he was. They were walking around the whatever market, and you know we find out that me, that uh, Misha's going back tomorrow, back to America. And in a confessional, he says, listen, he has no doubts about them. And he is he is willing to propose to her, but he's not sure you want to say I said you're willing to propose. This kind of sounds like he's, you know, being forced into it, which was interesting. So they're just kind of walking around this market. He's like, hey, Misha, I got some I got something important to, to tell you to, to ask you or whatever. He tells her, you know, he loves her so much. They've known each other for so many years. And then he does the deed. He gets down on one knee and asks her to marry him. And what was your thought about Misha's reaction to this? It was funny because it felt like she was hesitating. It really felt yes. like she was hesitating initially. And then ultimately she ended up um, saying yes, which is great. But she was just happy that he did it publicly is really what it was. Like she was so pleased that I also he did thought, this publicly. I also thought though she was like, oh, here, like in this random like market somewhere, like you don't want to do it anymore anywhere like 
more romantic right or? like it wasn't at the beach it wasn't at dinner yeah. like this was like they were just walking through this market and he got on one knee out of nowhere so it was like also genuine shock yeah. but obviously um nicola was very happy with the fact that he did something public because i love that in classic nicola fashion he kept pushing her for an answer he was like is it a yes or no? Is it a yes Misha, or no? Just tell me yes Misha. or no, Misha. Yeah. Like he always sounds so like annoyed with her when he has to like speak to her. Like, like, come on, Misha. Just give me a yes or no, Misha. Come on. Now. Oh my God. That was funny. So yeah, she was like, right here. He's like, yeah. She's like, okay, but like he's like, yes or no. She's like, yes, <laughs> yeah. fine, yes. I, I can really like see her gears turning, like as she's as she's answering. She's just like, shit, uh, I don't know. Should I say yes or should I say no to this? I guess I'll say yes for right now. Yeah, it's hilarious to me. Then he says, well, I don't have a ring right now, but I figured we go shopping right after. So that's exactly what they do. I will give Nicola credit, even though Misha did say it's not hot to watch someone bargain, which I can imagine it takes some of the moment out of it because you're like, I am not paying that much for this ring for my wife to be. <laughs> He's like, um, She's, she is not worth $1,500. Give no. me at least $1,200. Like, that's got to that's take some of the romanticism, so, romanticism out of it. Yeah, but credit where credit's due, the initial price was nineteen hundred something, so close to two thousand dollars. Then he haggled down to fifteen hundred, and then he said, "You know what? If you offer it to me at twelve hundred, I will take it right now and leave. You got a deal." And the guy says, "Sure." So the fact that he almost halved the price, I'll give him kudos. Also, let's assume that there was some uh, added tax of you're with your wife here, so you're going to look stupid if you don't agree to my price on it as well. Yeah, you're, I'm with my wife. You're on camera. Like, I kind of got you over barrel, sir. I, 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 for one, I, number one, I wonder what, what is Nicola doing to earn money? I don't think we know that, right? Uh, he runs, a, does he run his website for money or no? Do we I know? I feel this? like it's more of a volunteer, uh, situation. I don't know what his occupation is. And I, uh, this could be a situation where they've told us and I've just forgotten I in the midst of have, all the ridiculousness. Cause I, cause I definitely thought about it. I was like, do we know what Misha does for a living? Like, is he getting all his money from his mom? Like, is that why he has to like haggle this thing down? But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like some sort of salesman as smooth as he like worked this negotiation mm -hmm. um but yeah i i actually i liked nicola this episode like well for most of the episode i think um you know he was he was kind of romantic in the beginning of it he was kind of forceful here getting the price down uh but i did like when they walked in he's like he's like yeah I, i'll get her anything she wants like it, it, it feels like he kind of winked to us to the camera like as long as it's under a certain price point, like, like <laughs> I could do anything you need as long as it's not expensive. He's like, I really wish, I really hope that I really know. I think he said, I know that Misha will want something small and simple. Yeah. Don't let it be too expensive. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Yay. But now Misha's leaving. Jason Misha is leaving today, the, leaving as his fiance, which is great. Um, however, two big things. First of all, they don't know when they're going to see each other again. And obviously they cannot file for the K-1 visa because for them, they've agreed to wait on the annulment, uh, which she applied for five months ago, but hasn't gotten a response yet. And she feels like, first of all, she would like a proper engagement celebration. That'd be nice. And also she would like Nicola to apply for the tourist visa and then be there for the entirety of the visa about three months. So to wait for the annulment. And not only does Nicola say hell no to this idea, Jason, he says ah, a couple of weeks, maybe not the whole time. And, and his reason is because 
we will sin if we're together for three months and the devil wants us to sin. And uh, I can't allow that to happen, which she's upset by because she's like, we've been together this entire trip and we've not had premarital sex. So I don't think the extra month is going to change that for me. And Nicola, I'm calling, I'm calling a little BS on this. I feel like you just don't want to be there for three months. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Nicola's like, we cannot leave room for the devil. Like if we let, if we, if we open up the door to the devil, even an inch, he will bust open the door. And I've, I've never gotten the sense from Nicola on this whole, you know, on this whole trip for, for Misha, that like he's even been that even interested in, in having relations with, with Misha. It's like, eh, it, the feeling is like, I, I waited 46 years. What's another like few years. I, I don't, it seems like he doesn't really care. Like he was freaked out by the amount of, of touching that Misha wanted to do. I mean, I, I think for a 46 year old virgin, he's really not really like caring about sex at all. But, but, and also it's kind of like, ah, Misha, you know, if we live together for too long, you're not going to be able to resist me, Misha. Like you, <laughs> you, you've gone this long without, without, you know, without temptation. Like, why, why do we have to keep, keep pushing the envelope and have you with me for more months? Like you see my dance moves in the ocean. I'm sure that you can't, you can't, you can't wait to jump my bones. And Misha's like, uh, no, I'm good. Like, I think, I think I could probably live for a couple of years and I'd be all right. Yeah. It's um, it's interesting to me that this was not an issue for a long time. But the minute they're engaged, he's suddenly like, nope, now there's going to be temptations where what, there were no temptations, you know, all this other time, unless you've been having temptations and not been saying anything, because yeah. Misha seems to be very OK with respecting the uh, the weight. <laughs> I think she's more than OK. She's like, I, I, don't, I don't need it. I'm good. Apparently. So there you go. Um, that happens there. She does leave. And then we will see how things go down. Jason, the tell-alls next week. And for the first time ever, we have a live audience there. Yeah. What do we think? Do we think that's about? Do we think we're going to get some live studio audience questions? Is that is that what we're doing here? Is this going to be? Are, are they are they hoping for like a a Maury type of uh, a type of feel? Like we're going to get a lot of hoots and hollerings for fights. <laughs> All I know is I hope that they allow them to react however they want to react. I want to hear boos. I want to hear mm-hmm. cheers. Yeah. I want them to gas up uh, cast members to talk more shit. That's what I want. Yeah, I need them to. I need to bring out each individual cast member so we can get the boos and the hollers and the, you know, and, and the cheers for whoever it's, it's kind of a litmus test, right? Like how did you do on the season? What is the reaction going to be when you walk out on stage? Yeah. You know, when David comes out, we're going to do a bunch of jazz hands. Cause obviously he can't hear us, but he, we, he can see that we're excited for him. Cause obviously, you know, and if we look at the preview, right. We look at who got content. David and Sheila got no content. Like they are, mm-hmm. I, I feel like their their segment is going to be nothing but positivity, right? I, I think Christians getting in the hot seat. Uh, who else got in the hot seat? Uh, Violets in the hot seat, based on the preview. So I, I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Jasmine, we're going to figure out whether or not she actually had a sex video with uh, with Dane. Yeah, there's quite a few interesting things in there as far as like dynamics that we can see i think gino and jasmine get roasted i think tyree why is he there i don't know but he's on video so at least there's that they do call actually they do call christian live christian being of course the catfisher live for everyone to hear why why are we toying with this man like this let him ride into the sunset please 
Do you think they'll just bring him in for like one segment? Do you think they're not going to let him, you know, sit in on on the whole uh, tell all because he wasn't really that involved in the season? No, uh, if he's if they got a big screen for him, there's no shot that they then do not keep that. Uh, do, don't keep that. Like, what are they going to do? Wheel it out? <laughs> I mean, listen. If, if you've watched Last Resort, they do not. They do not. They are not above uh, carrying around a screen with someone on it. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's very true. That is very, very true. Now, I've been doing some digging, Jason, since we started discussing the tell all, mm-hmm. and I'm not finding a concrete date of when they would have recorded this. Typically, they do it with like a little bit of time before the finale. Um, so I don't know when this would have been. Because I, I feel like typically, typically they they're a little bit of the season has aired exactly. Uh, since and they would have watched some of the beginning of the season and have like a little bit to react to. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, and there's no way they're doing a tell-all before anyone has seen a shred of footage, mm-hmm. at least from where I'm standing. So all of this to say, I don't know when this would have been recorded. I would like to know if we if we ever got to talk to any 90 day or let's been on tell-all, like, what is the protocol there? Do you get like a clips package of all the highlights of all the people that you're reacting to? So, we, so you can really dig into these people so that you know the backstory because there's no way you can see the whole season right mm-hmm. because this was taped a while ago i just wonder what the process is of that do you get the you know do you like this is riley and violence clip package of all the nonsense they were up to and it's like a you know 10 to 15 minute you know rundown <laughs> of what they put up to so that you have enough ammo to go after riley and violet at the tell-off yeah so i don't know when the, i i'm sure potentially once we have like the first episode air, maybe some more people will do digging or there'll be an article that'll tell us. Maybe next week we'll know when this was recorded. But mm-hmm. for now, I'm going to go ahead and assume four months ago. I think that probably sounds about right. Yeah, like start of the summer is potentially where we could be seeing this go down. So we'll see. All right. And also not to forget that. Um, yeah, potentially if it actually if it was four months ago, then maybe Thanksgiving. Huh. We'll figure it out, Jason. We'll figure. It out. I'm too. I'm too tired to speculate <laughs> on this any further. But who, it's time but who gets, for it. who yeah, gets the. But, but who gets the Maury like chant? Like when someone comes out, like do we get a Jasmine, Jasmine, Jas? As she walks out on stage, like a champion's cheer. Yeah, she, yeah, of course. Like the, the MVP <laughs> of the season gets the chant. Like do we get? Do we get that? Do we get a a G note? Like do we, do we get like a little like a uh, uh, pep up for for any of our, our cast members here? Uh, yeah, when David approaches the stand, when David yeah, of David and Sheila gets there, he's getting the chant he deserves. David and Sheila are our golden couple of, of the of the season. Precisely. Which did we see them on the tell all at all? Yeah, he's there and he's he's looking he's looking mighty spiffy. And okay, uh, okay. And, and, and she's and she's on, of course, uh, a video screen. That makes sense. All right, Jason, one last thing before we do it. The final power ranking of the season here. We do have a full list of six couples, not counting David and Sheila and not counting Tyree. So last week we had David and Sheila, number one, Gino and Jasmine in second, Amanda and Rosvon third, Christian and Cleo fourth, Stallard and Dempsey in fifth, and then Riley and Violet sixth. I have to imagine we're switching some stuff around here today. Okay. Um, Congratulations, Gino and Jasmine. Now that Dave and Sheila aren't here, you you take the top spot in my mind. <laughs> okay. Gino and Jasmine in number one. Uh, who is your last place? Oh, uh, my last place. Gosh. Um Cleo. Nah, you know, it's between it's between Christian and Cleo and Riley and Violet. 
given the information that we got about the post, you know, post Vietnam visit that what happened mm-hmm. in the, in the interim there? Yeah, I think I would want to go with Riley and Violet because the fact that he has gotten news that he could be a father and he is meeting it with so much skepticism yeah. and doubt. And she asked him to block her before then revealing all of this. They're a mess. I don't even trust that they're together when we get to the tell all. So we'll see what happens. But for now, we can dump them in last place. I would then probably go Christian and Cleo next yep, because despite them leaving the episode on what looked like good terms, I think just simply in comparison to the other couples, we have more doubt about them than we do the other couples. So, yeah, I mean, most of our couples here left on pretty good terms, except for, you know, uh, what? So for Riley and Violet. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, Christian Cleo was good second to last place. Uh, let's see. We have Misha up. and Nicola. We have Amanda and Rosvon, and we have Statler and Dempsey. All right, let's put Amanda. Uh, let's put Amanda and Rosvon next. In second place or in fourth place? In fourth place. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I think again, it looks like they're leaving in a very good place. They were not in as good a place, <laughs> but two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And ultimately this will all come down to what updates do we get at the tell all did Thanksgiving happen yet? Has he visited and what the relationship looks like otherwise, but yeah, good for them. They look like they're in a happy spot on the way out of this episode, which then for me, we have second and third place left. One of these couples got engaged. The other didn't. The other moved yeah. in together, but yeah, I, I think, think Misha Nicola second. Yeah, I think that's that's a no brainer there. I think you put them second because I mean, all in all, they they ended things very well. Mm-hmm. And then Stadler and Dempsey, you know, even in this episode, things were shaky for a good part of the of their segments, and then miraculously, it all turned around. Yeah, which obviously for for that reason, we have doubts on them quite a little bit. But again, they look like they ended in a more promising state than the. Three couples that are beneath them. Okay, so, final ranking of the season. We have Gino and Jasmine, number one. Nicola and Misha, number two. Statler and Dempsey in third. Amanda and Rosvon fourth. Christian and Cleo, fifth. And last place is Riley and Violet. All right, Jason. Yep. Next week is the tell-all. I know you're going to be watching. I'm going to be watching. I'll be here to talk about it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. I'm going to message you about them personally. But for now, we do appreciate you being on here with us. And also, for those of you that did not know, Jason's going to be joining me to talk about The Other Way on the other podcast. So uh, double feature for Jason this week. Thanks for coming on, Jason. Let the people know where can they find you and what other projects you have going on at the moment. Uh, Of course, on Twitter, you can find me at J-A-Y-R-1-0-8-5. As far as podcasts go, I've just finished up uh, Winning Time with Grace Leader. We had on Alexander Chester as a guest for the finale this week. So we had a fun time breaking that down with the, uh, you know, unfortunate news that we're not going to get a season three of that show. So what we came in thinking was a season finale was actually a series finale. So let's just break that down. Yeah, uh, I was also on Nothing But Netflix with uh, Chappelle and Rob, as we talked about uh, uh, more schmoopy schmoopy, uh, the, the Netflix movie Love at First Sight. So go check that out. And uh, pretty soon I will be podcasting about the show Loki with uh, with co- with consistent guests on this podcast. Sasha Joseph, we'll be talking about that coming up in the beginning of October. And also while we'll be talking about Married at First Sight with Asia Welch coming up. So uh, pretty busy nowadays. 
Well, booked and busy. We love to see it. We always have a good time having you on here, Jason. And I'll definitely be checking out Loki. So I'll be checking out your podcast there as well. Um, y'all can find me on Twitter at Puyas. And we find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That is where I am when I'm not on this podcast or other podcasts. So come through and check it out. Would appreciate it. Um, we've had big traders news this week, both with the premiere date of Traders Canada locking in for October 2nd. And we have gotten some uh, rumors of a cast for Traders US, which looks very exciting. I, of course, will be holding it down on the Traders front starting October 2nd with Canada and then later on the year with the US. Mass Singer is about a week or so away, about 10 days away. So that podcast will be coming right back as well. And the uh, big anticipated RHAP Survivor 45 draft is but around the corner. I've had my competitors talk a lot of smack, but I am the reigning champion, so we don't care about what they have to say. The belt speaks for itself. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We have arrived at our destination here on the Hot Mess Express. We hope you had fun with us, and we'll catch you for the other way. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. How many days are you going to wait before it's Say